0: Welcome to Radiologists, a podcast by University Medical Imaging Toronto, where we discuss the most important topics through the lens of Canada's largest medical imaging department. I'm your host, Satish Krishna, and today our guest is Dr. Bernd Wintersberger, a cardiovascular cardiothoracic radiologist in JDMI, the Joint Department of Medical Imaging and today's episode is very interesting. In medical imaging, we always talk about what it means to be a radiologist and we look at things from the lens of a radiologist. But what happens when a radiologist becomes a patient? Today, Burnt will shine a light on what it is for a radiologist to be on the receiving end of medical care to understand how such an experience has changed his perspective on providing patient care. Burnt, It's great to have you in the studio. Thanks for being here with us.
1: Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Satish.
0: All right, let's start with the most obvious question. Are doctors really the worst patients?
1: Uh, Isn't it right that physicians are not the best patients because we think that we know everything about what others do? Well... While there might be some truth to it, and we obviously all underwent fairly similar basic medical education, we went through various different subspecialty training focusing on various organ systems. As it relates to my experience as a patient, I tried not to be the worst one. But now that you mention that, I feel I do want to confirm that with my colleagues. Jokes aside, and purely from my personal experience, I did take care of my fellow physicians and their comfort level, In the subject of radiology depends on whether they trained in the same subspecialty as I did, if they are also cardiothoracic radiologists or they come from a different subspecialty. Similarly, when we perform cardiac MRI imaging for other specialties, such as cardiologists, without specific training, some may think they know everything about the cardiac aspect. However, they do not know some of the details of the imaging itself and how to interpret those images. Sometimes that makes the beginning of the conversation a little tricky. For me, it's always interesting to take care of and to talk to physicians who are not really artists and learn about what they know about our field of expertise. While they often order those tests for their own patients, there remains a lack of details as to how those tests are actually being done and what questions they can or cannot answer. After having such a test themselves, they may be able to share more information with their own patients in what it entails and what to expect from the test.
0: So this highlights the importance of proper communication with the patient, irrespective of whether they've had a medical background or not, right? And walk them through every aspect of the scan and address any concerns? Exactly. Personally, I meet with patients on a fairly regular basis.
1: I oversee all aspects of MR safety in our MR department and have to personally consent patients for exams, especially if they have implants that contain metal, such as pacemakers, or have any other circumstances that requires an assessment of the risk-benefit. Interaction with patients is highly important because we want to make sure they understand what we are doing and we are aware of any concerns or perhaps fears they may have of the machines. Cases of claustrophobia happened, regardless of the patient's professional background. You are going through a small tunnel or hole. Actually, I'm referring to CT and MRI here. And it's only natural to be somewhat nervous, but sometimes it manifests in a severe anxiety. And our role is to find a solution to calm the patient down through a conversation
0: or medication. So uh, I understand that good communication is important to alleviate the anxiety and improve patient experience. but does it also play a role in the success of a scan or the quality of the report? Everything
1: we do is about the patient, so it's important that we really listen to them. If someone is referred to a cardiac CT and there is only limited information about the patient, we make sure we talk to them before the test. Through conversation, we often get a lot of more information about the patient and how they experience possible symptoms in daily life and what brought them to see a doctor in the first place. Occasionally, Patients have a quite extensive medical history, and while the specific question that has been raised in the request for the test is at the forefront of the exam, there might be other findings based on a previous history. When we report the imaging findings after the exams, we often can better put things into perspective, and sometimes new findings that the exam was focused on may relate to pre-existing changes. In essence, less surprises in many cases. And also, depending on the patient I can explain them everything about what we do. And it's obviously important to keep the level of knowledge in mind and explain everything in lay language.
0: Ah, So that brings us to your story of being on the receiving end of medical imaging care and being a patient to your own colleagues. So what's the story there?
1: Well, this happened while I was actually traveling on a family vacation to celebrate my dad's 90th birthday back home in southern Germany. After birthday dinner... I started to have some cramping abdominal pain somewhere in the area of the stomach. I actually need to lay down in the car and even after getting home that night, the coming and going cramps went on for hours until we decided in the very early morning to head to hospital. And on the way to the hospital, the cramps and the pain suddenly stopped and we actually went home again. While I certainly I had some sort of abdominal pain in my life before, This was a bit different than before, and probably worse. To add to that, my dad had colon cancer at the age of 85, and that is why I typically have colonoscopy exams every five years, like many with such a risk, and I was due for another one later that year.
0: Family history of colon cancer. So was cancer the first thing you thought of when having the pain? Well,
1: I was going through ongoing pain for hours and hours, so I was obviously very worried because you think that it's not the minor findings that could cause such pain. And also, you're always overthinking. What could be the worst-case scenario that we all got taught about during education? And obviously, this may make you think about your future life and also your family. I guess that's something that we've all gone through when we were in med school. We have some symptoms, and you think about the major disease you just heard about last week. Well, upon a return to Canada just a few days later, I immediately consulted my family physician. At that point, I got a referral for an ultrasound of the abdomen, which in fact was fairly unremarkable. However, with the background of having another episode of the abdominal pain shortly thereafter, we scheduled a CT exam as well as the colonoscopy that was due anyway combined with gastroscopy.
0: Uh, So going for your scan, how did you separate the two sides of you? The physician you and the patient you, and how did you prevent the physician you from interfering with the process?
1: Actually, this wasn't my first time. I was referred to medical imaging. I am passionate about sports. I had been to MR for knee exams related to a sport injury in my earlier life that resulted in three knee surgeries so far. I don't run anymore, but spend many hours on bike. While that knee injury obviously didn't pose any danger to my life, this time around, as I'm patient. I didn't really know what was going on in my body. Although I was trained in Germany where radiologists usually receive a more general radiology training, and radiologists often cover more aspects of the body, since I moved to Canada, my focus has been on cardiothoracic imaging, and as such, some detailed abdominal imaging skills may have faded. So the only logical decision was to put myself into the hands of my fan physician and my fellow colleagues, who subspecialize in abdominal imaging and know exactly how to perform and interpret those scans?
0: As a physician in medical imaging, our closest colleagues are the imaging technologists. So from the perspective of a physician, we rely on them heavily for providing us with good quality images, for making our interpretation, and that is the facet of them that we see every day. But from the perspective of patients, you'd probably agree that The building of relationship of trust between them and the patient is very important, although it just lasts for the duration of the test, because it makes the patients very comfortable to get the best possible scan. So as a patient, what was your experience dealing with technologists? Because this is a completely different facet of them that you're seeing, as opposed to what you see as a physician every day. We don't act as individual healthcare providers. We act as a team.
1: So we as radiologists depend on technologists, and in turn, the tests are not complete without our interpretation. I think it's important to embrace medical imaging as a team concept. In addition to that, as mentioned earlier, the patient is an equally important part of this concept as the patient is front and center of why we do what we love to do. The patient's needs and worries about certain exams, as well as their comfort, as much as possible, are always taken care of. Imaging technologists are in charge of technical examinations and have to drive a complex imaging technology. The interaction with the patient and the technologist, especially for longer exams, is crucial, and having the patient trust them play a huge role in the success of the scan. The key to this trust is communication, which again gets us back to the importance of interaction with the patient, making sure they understand what will happen and address any concern they may have. This was the first CT scan in my life and obviously, I'm well aware of all the imaging techniques. I was trained in CT and ultrasound imaging during my residency, so I knew about the details of those scans and how they are performed. And obviously, I'm exposed to CT imaging every day of my work life, but experiencing the test firsthand on the receiving end is a different story. I never had injection of IV contrast before, but only knew about sensations from patients. This time, sensations were upon me, and it felt quite funny because it it is somewhat of a short heat sensation going through your body, which is gone again very quickly. Because of the amazing work of the technologists, my scan obviously went by quickly and very smoothly. Becoming a patient, you expect the same level of empathy as they would have for any other patient. This is exactly what happened in my case. I was very well received, and they took exceptional care of me. All our technologists are really great. They provide the same high level of care to everyone who comes for a test, while maybe a bit less detailed information on how the examination works for a trained radiologist, right?
0: Glad that the technologist lived up to your expectations, Bern. So getting back to your story, uh, what was the outcome of your test?
1: Well, thankfully, both the ultrasound and CT came back normal, which then led me to the final stage of the investigation, colonoscopy and gastroscopy to examine the lining of the bowel and the stomach. Bowel was all normal, and the diagnosis was made after gastroscopy, which indicated minor minor irritation of the gastric lining without any major concerns.
0: Ah, all's well, that ends well. Glad that you're fine, Bert. So, uh, you being a physician prepared you for your experience in many ways because you knew what to expect. But was there still something that your medical knowledge and experience did not prepare you for?
1: Well, my medical knowledge and experience definitely did not prepare me for the time of uncertainty between the scan and the actual result of the scan. You know you had the test, but somehow you're fearing the result of the test. Your background knowledge is playing tricks with you because you always fear the worst. While patients may have similar fears during this period, sometimes based on stories from friends or family members and their own experiences, the lack of detailed medical knowledge And potential symptom categories may, to a certain degree, shield patients from such fears while they are patiently waiting for the results. And results for any test these days may come to them directly as reports are not only forwarded to the requesting physician, but also to the patient if they've signed up for such portals.
0: Interesting. So let me put it this way. Was there anything that being a patient taught you that medical school did not?
1: While my experience as a patient hasn't significantly changed the way I work, it did reinforce the importance of the physician's communication skills. Neither back when I was a student, nor nowadays, med school trains you for the emotional side of being a radiologist. Saying that, all patients are somewhat different. They have different levels of health literacy, they may respond to stressful situations differently, and medical school wouldn't prepare you for all the possible scenarios, of course. It's something you gain through experience in interaction with patients. Thankfully, the current tendency in teaching medical imaging puts a lot of emphasis on patient interaction, as opposed to the old days when you learned from books and later applied the knowledge to the patient. This was the predominant approach when I was a medical student.
0: Now that you've been on the receiving end of care in your own department, how would you now define a good doctor from your perspective as a patient?
1: I always believe that great marks don't make you a great doctor. It's something more than that. Obviously, great marks somehow indicate that you have good knowledge, or maybe better phrased, good memory. Many aspects relate to the ability to connect the knowledge from different categories within the broad field of medicine. And beyond being somewhat able to learn from books and keep that knowledge, there's more to that. The empathetic side, the emotion side, which is predominantly continuously ongoing education in your daily professional life outside of med school.
0: And that learning never stops. So Bern, let's end with this. What insight or what is one lesson that you'd like to share with your colleagues after your experience as a patient?
1: Well, I guess patience would be the single most important word to mention here. No matter who is affected by health issues, a great team will take care of anyone staying calm and not trying to listen inside your own body constantly and interpret every single body sign to the worst is probably an equally important message.
0: Thank you very much, Bernd. It was such an interesting experience hearing from the other end of being a patient in the radiology department. It was a pleasure having you here. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Dr. Bernd Wintersberger, a cardiothoracic radiologist at the Joint Department of Medical Imaging And me, your host, Satish Krishna. You were listening to Radiologists, a podcast by University Medical Imaging Toronto, the largest medical imaging group in Canada. Produced by Inna Levchuk. Learn more about us at universitymedicalimagingtoronto.ca and follow us on social media at imagingtoronto. Thank you, everybody. See you in the next one.